Welcome to Live the Fuel, where we fuel your health, business, and lifestyle. And now your host, Scott Mulvaney. All right, good day, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another Live the Fuel show. So this evening, I am recording with another new co-host for you. Uh, This one's actually more unique because we talk a lot about networking and the power of connecting people across time zones, country lines, whatever it may be. And uh, this woman, who I'm bringing on today, got connected through a multi-guest co-host. Shout out to the blind blogger himself, Maxwell Ivy. And he helped her get connected with me, and we decided to you know, get together for you all and have a nice podcast today. So let me give you a little more about her. She's, the, she's an author and English teacher turned freelancer for hire, smart move in the entrepreneurship world there. And her life journey is motivational and inspirational. Her book, From Nope to Hope, is a self-help book designed to help anyone who wishes to lead a happier life and contains a built-in workbook. So I like this whole interactive. And uh, for our video feed, she's already showing it up on the uh, screen there. So Lorraine offers four different services on Wording Well, her business site, uh, including writing and blogging and editing, consulting, coaching, mentoring. She's got a lot of hats to wear. And uh, so without further ado, besides the fact that she's also helping People become published authors, which we're going to talk about today as well. Welcome to the show, Lorraine. Thank you for that lovely and a little bit long introduction. <laughs> you know what? People <laughs> don't know, realize their bios until it gets read. <laughs> and you know, and that's what happens when you have when you're a person like me who has their toes dipped into so many different areas. Yes. Um, you know, I'm involved with the self-help world, the the, the publishing world, the writing and editing world, the blogging world. I mean, there's just so much. Well, and it's interesting because when I first checked you out, when you got connected to Maxwell, and, and pardon me, I, I just, I did not name drop your last name. It is Reguli, right? Reguli. Reguli. is actually how it's pronounced. Now, is that, is that more French influence because you are north of the border of me? No, it's actually a Czechoslovakian name. Oh, fun. And no one ever gets it right. No <laughs> one ever, ever gets it right. I always tell people, think regular or regularly. Yeah. And just kind of shorten it to regularly. But you see, and, yeah. <laughs> when I looked at that, that was too obvious. So I have to admit, see, normally I like to confirm. I'm going to do some screen sharing on your site so people can see what I'm talking about okay. on YouTube. So, you're, so here's your website there for your, your personal um, editing site and everything else you're doing next to uh, your business mm-hmm. site. But I, I looked at that and I said, you know what? Uh, regularly is too easy. You know, so I always yeah. automatically nowadays, because I've done a little travel, I try and add flair on and make it sound more <laughs> exotic. So I should have went with the gut and I normally like to confirm pronunciations beforehand, but I was looking for a challenge today. So I was like, all right, let me oh, see wow. if I can nail this. And I crash and burnt. <laughs> That's okay. Like uh, not too many people get it right. So how long have you had this site? I mean, this is obviously more personal of you. You don't, you don't call this your business site. So no, I Oh, let's pause there. We're getting a little I bit of a delay. That's oh. weird. Hmm. Let me stop sharing and see if that helps your signal up there. We're multitasking, ladies and gentlemen. We're on oh, YouTube. We're doing everything. So there you go. Me, my back. internet connection is unstable. I see. There you go. <laughs> we never know what's going to happen on the internet space. And the funny thing is, for no. ladies, ladies and gentlemen, Lorraine and I are both in the same time zone, just from different countries. And so the funny thing is, it's 7 p.m. at night. Why? Are we having internet bandwidth this time of the evening? I don't know. Maybe there's a lot of people watching movies right now. Um, but we're trying to podcast people. So 
How are you doing over there, Rain? You're back in the white zone here on Zoom, so this is good. I, I, see, I seem to be okay now. Maybe you should just not share screens anymore and don't try and do anything fancy. Yeah, maybe, maybe I uh, overloaded your end. I mean, normally... Could be. Normally, it's upload speeds, not download speeds that are the problem. So, but hey, like you were saying, so how long have you had this site? Why did you... I, I always tell people when you launch a business, you should always own your name. Uh, especially if you decide to create two different cups of brands or, or growth opportunities. So you, you nailed that, right? You have wording well, and you have Lorraine Regulio. Uh, sorry, Regulio. <laughs> I can't get off of um, that now. Yeah, so I, when I first started blogging, I actually started on a free website on WordPress.com. Classic, and, many people do. Yeah, and so after a year, I had like several ranking really high on Google and all my fellow bloggers said like Lorraine you better get your own site hmm. and so I thought well because I was doing freelancing by this point I thought well to do you know create a site that was based around words and so I created wording well mm -hmm. but then I'm becoming kind of popular here maybe I should get my own domain name before somebody decides to screw me over and take it away from me. So <laughs> I, I registered LorraineRegularly.com um, simply because of that. I, well, Ryan Bidolf, the blogger from Paradise, somebody did that to him. Mm. They created some kind of weird site using his name and it wasn't, you know, he had nothing to do with it. Yeah. And so I thought, well, gee, you know, I better claim my site, at least LorraineRegularly.com right away. And so once I had the two sites going, I started moving more of my personal posts, which originally were for wording well. I moved those over to LorraineRegularly.com. And then the other free site that I had started was Poetry Perfected, because I'm also a poet and I enjoy writing poetry in my spare time. And so I imported those, well... I had to delete the posts and then republish them on my author site. Oh, really? So, wow, that's 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 dangerous, yeah. right? Because you're you're wiping out that that keyword history. Yeah, but you know what? I don't care. Yeah, especially I, if you already I, have followers you know, and recognition. My my main my main uh, site is wording well, and that's where even like when I first started blogging, all my original posts were imported to that site. Hmm. And so, you know, if you go back into my history from right when I first started, you'll find all kinds of personal life posts about me. I mean, I talk about my suicide attempt. I talk about my false teeth. I talk about like I reveal all these kinds of secrets about my life on that site. But those were the posts that ended up ranking really high on Google. And so I didn't want to delete them or switch them to a different site um, you know, because of their ranking value, but my poetry stuff, I mean, ah, whatever, it's just poetry, you know, like, well, hold know, on. I got out. to, I have to pause on this because I'm hearing every word you say, there's been no electronic delay here. And for our listeners, we can't let you just pass right over a couple of interesting things. Number one, being a poet, very, very unique, artistic and expressive, but also, I'm sorry, you just dropped in a little keyword there of a uh, suicide attempt. Um, we got to tie that together. We can't move past that. I mean, if you don't mind, uh, no, is that something that inspired your poetry? Um, it actually did. Wow. Um, would happen. Okay. So I'll just give you a brief rundown of my teenage years. Mm -hmm. I was 14, uh, just about to turn 15. I was still a virgin and I was raped. Wow. By a man over twice my age. 
And being brought up in a Catholic household, I was basically taught to save your virginity and marry. And, you know, I was a good girl. Yeah, I mean, I mean, classic class. Um, I mean, you're, that, you're getting delayed there for a second. Hold on a second. Sorry, <laughs> I know I'm coming through fine, but all of a sudden you're getting choppy. And uh, real quick for our listeners, she was saying how she was a she was a Catholic household, brought up really be a good girl, and this obviously shifted your life, and you're still in the red here. But let's see if we can get that you know finishing going through there. So, can you can you hear me okay now? Yeah, I tell you what, hold on, we're gonna try an experiment here. So I've actually done this to fix this problem before for somebody. Try disabling your camera. That way we just get audio, right? Because now your internet doesn't have to upload video. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. We are hacking the internet as we speak. So I don't know how to disable my camera. Oh, so if you move your... I think it's the same thing on your end. If you move your mouse to the bottom of the Zoom screen, you get all those okay. menu options. And there should be uh, one saying stop video. Yes. So click on that. Okay. Leave your microphone alone. I still hear you. So let's okay. see if now, without you streaming video, now I'm going to go ahead and just because I like to screen share anyway, because uh, this should not affect you on your end, I'm going to go ahead and, and screen share again your site, just to give you some more exposure there as well. And okay. let's see if this helps at all. Okay. So go ahead and keep going. Okay. So... Um, so being raped devastated me. And, you know, this happened back in the mid 1980s, where society wasn't as open as it is today. And so I didn't tell anyone and I didn't feel as though I could tell anyone. And so I tried dealing with the after effects by myself, which without support, without support from anyone. Wow. Right. And so obviously I was unable to, um, I mean, I was, you know, I was just a teenager. I didn't know anything. And I ended up, um, started smoking drugs and stuff to try and numb the pain that I was feeling. And mm -hmm. I, I became very depressed and all I wanted to do was sleep and not face life. Um, so you're in a, in a state of depression. Oh, constant, yeah. constant state of depression. Um, when school started back up in the fall, I, you know, I, I tried going, I tried doing my schoolwork. I just couldn't focus. I couldn't concentrate on anything. And you're um, still 14 or was that I was, yeah, I was 15 at the time. Cause oh. I, I, I turned, well, this happened, the rape happened in June in August, I turned 15. And then in September I started school again. And that was, that would have been grade 10 high and no, school. And nobody knew yet? And uh, no, nobody knew. Wow. In fact, I didn't tell anybody for eight years. Wow. So it was, it was eight years. And uh, when, so when I was 15, you know, I ended up quitting school and I, you know, I started drinking and doing drugs. I was, I looked older. So I started going to bars um, and my, my mindset and my views of love and sex got really messed up. And so oh, I thought, well, if I'm going to get love, maybe it's like, if I give a guy sex, then he'll love me or, you know, something along those lines. Hmm. And 
so I started, I became promiscuous looking for love in you know, all the wrong places, um, getting picked up at the, at bars and, you know, basically just letting guys use me. Well, cause you didn't know any better. You've been trying to heal and fix this on your own. Right. And, you know, and after a few years of that, um, that's the weird thinking is, is actually when I, when I got involved with prostitution, I figured, Oh, well, you know, I'm giving this away for free. I might as well get paid for it. At least I'll have something to show for it. You're blowing my mind right now. (laughs) Not getting love. So I might as well get money. And, and that was, you know, and, but that's the dangerous part of traumatic events is they screw you up so bad and they affect your thinking so much that you cannot think rationally unless you end up getting some kind of outside help to deal with your traumatic event, True. you know, and, and this applies whether it's a sexual uh, abuse, like what I suffered was rape, whether it's physical abuse, which many, both men and women. Oh, God, suffer. yeah. I've, um, I've literally had a, I had a friend years ago. His his uh, girlfriend at the time was, he was like the super nice guy. She was mentally and physically abusive. And him being, you know, trying to be a gentleman, never wanted to respond to the physical, right? Because um, he didn't yeah. want to be taken the wrong way. And I'm like, are you kidding me, man? Like, end this. Like, move on. <laughs> yeah. I write. And then, and that's exactly it too. There's emotional abuse, psychological abuse. I mean, I went through, I went through um, the psychological abuse with my biological son's father. Wow. And uh, yeah. So, I mean, there's so many different types of abuse out there that, you know, in dealing and coping with it, it depends on, you know, what you're taught and what you're, who you have to talk to about it. If you have no one to talk to, like you're basically screwed. You need to find someone to talk to. You need to find coping strategies and ways to deal with it and ways to heal. And I mean, unfortunately for me, I, you know, I lived many, many years without any kind of supports in place. And it wasn't until uh, I became single mom at the age of 18. Say that again. And I would, my cat's destroying things. (laughs) I love, our our Calvin the Coonhound's in the other room. He hasn't said a word yet. I'm very impressed. But what what did you say what happened when you're at at the age of 18? Oh, I became a single mom. So I I gave birth to my son and uh, I was with his father for a few months after his birth. And then uh, something happened. Basically, our lives were threatened. And I said, okay, you know, get out, get out, just get out. I'm changing the locks. I'm getting rid of your stuff. Like, take your stuff and get out. Good for you. And yeah, I, I wasn't about to put up with, with that kind of stuff. Um, wasn't about to put my son through that. That's for sure. And so after... Um, Can we pause on that quick? That, sure. So do you feel that after all the, obviously you, uh, you hinted at earlier, it took you eight years to even mention it or even start looking to getting support or help, et cetera. And obviously, you know, being a young mother, do you feel it maybe, because I mean, at me just hearing all this, right? It just sounds like overload. Like I'm so impressed that you made it through all this. Um, but do you feel like having the son might've actually 
and I'm not trying to promote this, but I'm just saying like, do you think having children or in this case actually helped push some positive shift in what oh, you were totally, doing? Totally. Okay. Totally. Yeah. Because I was living on welfare at the time. Um, my parents kicked out when they found out I was pregnant. They said, you know, like you can't have a baby. Oh, they're that strict. And, uh, oh yeah, well, I had a younger brother and sister, so they were thinking of them and, Mm. you know, they were still in school and everything. So, so I moved out, I got my own apartment, um, throughout my pregnancy, I worked and I saved money. I saved money for the apartment, bought all the stuff I needed, you know, dishes. Wow, you go girl. You know, like all, all, all the stuff. And, uh, so I was living, but I had to quit my job after I had my son, because obviously I needed to take care of my son. And so I decided to go back to school because I wanted to give my son a better life. Wow. And I found a program for single moms. And uh, I ended, it was basically like correspondence courses that you took, but you actually, instead of submitting the lessons through mail, you did them right at the school and the teacher marked them and, you know, gave you the feedback right there. That's cool. So it was a really cool program. And it took me a total of four years to complete my high school education through that program. But I also, um, during that time, had taken like the prerequisite courses for university because I decided to become a high school math and English teacher. Okay. We pause on that real quick. Um, Mm -hmm. what, what made you go with the teacher? I've always liked helping people. And when I was in high school, my math teacher, he was horrible. He didn't know how to communicate the knowledge that he had. He was brilliant, but he was a horrible communicator. (laughs) And so I wanted to change that and actually find ways to teach the students um, how to learn math. Wow. And, and math was always my favorite subject. And math and English, those were my two favorites. I was going to say, subjects. I mean, in your bio, you mentioned English teaching. I'm yeah. Like, wow, math yeah. teacher too. So anyhow, so I had to, to become a high school teacher. You have to choose two subjects. And so I chose math and English. And you know, I was, I was trained in both areas and I actually taught math and English for three and a half years. Um, I had to move away to do it, but whatever, you know, um, then I, I, I quit my job after that and moved back to my hometown just because I missed my family and my friends so much Hmm. that, uh, you know, I, I needed to be home. Um, and I've mentioned this in other podcasts and I've mentioned this in articles that I've written. I returned to prostitution because it paid more than teaching. And how old are you at that point? Um, At this point I was, well, let's see, I think I was 29 when I graduated. So 32. Okay. Yeah. So 32 at that point. Um, So I did that for a couple of years and, uh, my, I, I was in an accident. I almost lost my leg. Um, my son and I moved. I got really depressed again. My self-esteem, um, because of my surgery on my leg, uh, I had two operations on it, and it left a very, very horrible-looking scar hmm. and caused my leg to be, I guess you could say, slightly de- deformed which it will be that way for the rest of my life. Um, 
so that was a real blow to my self-esteem and Hmm. I fell back into my depression and fell back into my old habits of, you know, turning to drugs to kind of deal with things. And my son was in high school at that time. And he, um, I wasn't giving him a very good environment at home to live in. And so he decided to move out and, how old is he at uh, that point? Uh, he was 19 when he moved out and basically disowned me for three years. Wow. And he didn't yeah. know, he didn't understand, obviously, the history. I mean, well, not, not that that's an no. excuse, but I mean. No, he didn't fully understand, you know, how like one event, one traumatic event can lead to other, you know, oh, God, yeah. events. And neg- it, negative if, if left unchecked, and, let's let and, me. We... And everything else. And yeah, I mean, it's. Yeah. It's a snowball effect, really. Exactly. And, that's, uh, what I was, that's what I was trying to say. Like that snowball effect, man. If you don't check that snowball and it keeps rolling downhill, it's going to pick up steam. It's going to pick up more material. It gets bigger and bigger. And it's like, wow. I mean, that, that is a, you've been on a roller coaster ride, girl. Right. So my son was um, circling back to the earlier uh, comment I made about suicide. So when I, when I started blogging, I wrote about my suicide attempt, which happened when I was 15. And after I, I obviously, I wasn't successful in my attempt because I'm still here, you know, which is good. Thank thing. goodness. Thank you for being but, here. <laughs> yes. And so I ended up writing um, my first really, really good poem after that whole incident. And you can find it. It's it's on my Wording Well website. It's oh, called in, in One's Eyes. So if you search, is that um, your portfolio? No, you won't find a link to it. You'll have to actually, um, I think, type in yeah, just in one's eyes. If you type in in one's eyes, it should come up. Okay. Well, there we go. There we go. So this is this is the poem that I wrote and. Um, I, I know this poem off by heart and people love it. And so anyways, my suicide attempt, uh, that was when that happened when I was 15. And then I started writing poetry as my own way of trying to release some of my emotions. Hmm. And later when I started school, after I had my son and I, you know, I was in that program for single moms, my, my, the main teacher that I had she was actually previously trained as a counselor and she took me aside one day and she said like, what's going on with you, Lorraine? I know there's something going on. Like you suffered some kind of, of traumatic event or abuse or, or something in your life. She said, can you, can we talk about that? And I said, yeah, I said I was raped when I was 14. Well, she's the first person. And she was really the first person that, that? I, I ever really, yeah, she was yeah. the only one who ever knew something was wrong. She encouraged me to seek professional counseling, which I did. And my first counselor, um, we, we used the books called The Courage to Heal. Mm-hmm. It's a textbook accompanied by a workbook with a lot of exercises to do. And each week um, we worked through, you know, each chapter and each of the exercises. And, you know, she really started helping me on my healing process. And one of the things that they do suggest is to write, 
writing is a big form of therapy. And so, you know, I had already been doing that with my poetry and, you know, with writing short stories and, you know, different other things that I had written. And so, um, but I still, you know, despite all of, all of the, you know, the things that were going on, I still occasionally had suicidal thoughts. And when I would think about killing myself, I would think about my son. And he was the only reason that I never attempted suicide a second time. My son has saved my life more times than I can count. So thank goodness, and, obviously, for him coming back after three years and, and you two reconnecting. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, those, those three years that we spent apart, um, the first year was the, the absolute worst of like probably my whole life because I became addicted to crack cocaine for 10 months. That was when I hit rock bottom. And this was and after the poem? This was, oh yeah, the poem that happened when I was like 15, 16. And real quick, I don't want you to lose the spot, but for our listeners, I mean, we called it out on wordingwell.com. That's her second site. That's her business site. But I just want to, could you read that for our listeners? Because obviously we kind of like skimmed right over it. And I thought it's a, it's a beautiful poem. And it's your one of your first major poems you ever wrote down. So clearly it was impactful. Oh, um, you want me to recite it? Absolutely, unless you want me to read it. I can read it. <laughs> uh, no, it's okay. I know it off by heart. So. I was going to say. <laughs> no worries. Um, as I search into her eyes, I see loneliness and fears. Her face seems so empty, except for those few tears. These tears keep on flowing more and more from her eyes. She makes no sound at all, only distant muffled cries. She wants to express her feelings on many a different thing, but she feels that if she does, only more loneliness it would bring. She wishes that she had a friend into whom she can confide, an understanding, caring person who would always be by her side. But instead, she has no one, no one to turn to in time of need. She feels like she is trapped and would very much like to be freed. As I search deeper and deeper, I see more clearly into her eyes because now the tears have stopped and no longer are her cries. They have disappeared, although not completely, for they continue deep down inside, but she now feels strong enough to regain her sense of pride. But again, her feelings weaken her, and again, I see a familiar tear. She seems so far away from me, but yet she seems so near. I extend my hand to comfort her. I know I'm reaching in the right direction, but all I feel is the flatness of the mirror because I'm staring to my own reflection. Wow. So I totally love the ending of that poem and the, the twist of it being actually me that I'm talking about. Um, just makes me really love that poem because, you know, essentially I could be talking about anybody, hmm. right? I could be True. looking at anybody, but then at the end, it, it's actually me. And it's funny because that day that I wrote it, I was standing in my 
the bathroom, looking into the mirror, just frozen and trying to find something in myself that had worth. I was crying. My eyes were red and puffy. But I looked past that and I looked deep into my eyes. You know how they say the eyes are the window to your soul? Absolutely. And so I was trying to see something in myself that would prevent myself from a second suicide attempt. I was only, I think, 16 when I wrote that poem. I think I was actually, I think I was 15. I think it was right after I had my suicide attempt that I wrote it. Okay. Um, I, and I had, again, gotten into a, you know, a fight with my dad. I was crying, I ended up in the bathroom and I was staring. So once I wrote that poem, I thought, you know, geez, I have some talent. Yeah, I can't do and, this. <laughs> and know. I thought... You know, I've like, I've always enjoyed writing throughout my whole entire life. I've always loved reading and writing. Those are my two favorite things to do. They still are. And I thought, okay, so I don't think I should kill myself because maybe I can share my talent with the world hmm. someday, somehow, some way. And so, I mean, that's, you know, with the poetry, that's, that's kind of what I, what I do is that I, I don't really write it for other people. I write it for myself. Although I've written many poems for other people. Like when my, when my cousin got married, I wrote her and her husband a poem. Um, when my grandparents had their wedding anniversary, when my parents had an anniversary, I've written poems for them and they're all on my author site. I mean, if you go to LorraineRegulie.com and you see uh in the sideboard, you can search for poetry. You just hit the poetry category right there under categories. No, right at the top there, Scott. Okay. Um, just select category. Oh, there we go. And if you choose poetry, then you'll see a list of, you know, a bunch of different poems that I've written. I have packaged up a lot of my poems into three different collections. So Smart. if you, if you scroll down, you'll see like poetry collection number three. And I mean, there's like, Oh, I don't know. There's probably like 14, I think poems in that one or Oh, there's five in that one. There's four and 14 or something in another. I mean, there, there's just so much I've written. There's, and there's posts that I still haven't even transferred from my other website to this one. Um, there, I, I just got poems everywhere. Yeah, your, your very um, first collection yeah. has 14 poems. Yeah, Yeah, right. So that one has 14. And um, I'm going to do a real-time yeah. tweet because your poem Ooh. moved me. Oh, thank you so much. I always like to tweet anyway after the episode, but I feel like it has to be done right now. I have to do it right now. So, And you're sharing such a powerful story. I mean, I, obviously, this is reflected in your book too, right? Um, it is. Yeah. I in in from Nope to Hope, I actually included four, five, sorry, five true stories, four of people's suicide experiences, like with their either attempt or their thoughts, and uh, one true story of a guy whose sister actually did commit suicide, and the after effects that he and his family are living with. Um, 
so yeah i mean if i if i just take a look at some of the chapters there there's uh the chapters two three four and five are you know my story raj's story farhan's story and helen's story and then i end the book with the after effects of suicide dk's story and um you know, in between from chapters six to 19, those I share all of the different strategies and uh, coping techniques that I learned that actually work in order to not only eliminate suicidal thoughts from your mind and to, you know, help you overcome your depression, but also to help you just basically live a happier life. And that applies to anyone, whether they suffer from depression or not. So this this book is technically a self-help book that anyone can use, really. I love that. And uh, chapters eight and nine, I, I turned into blog posts. So they're actually av- available for free on WordingWell. Hmm. Uh, chapter eight is called Change Your Mindset by Using Positive Affirmations. Now, are these available under your resources or? They're, you know, I don't think, I don't know if I've listed them on my resources or right. not. What was the title again? I, I just type in positive affirmations and it should come come right up. <coughs> yeah, it's a little, give a little love yeah, here to our, to our you YouTube go. watchers once this goes live. So, yeah, for sure. Um, so, positive affirmations is actually a technique that I didn't discover until after I turned 40, after I started blogging. And it has been the single best strategy um, or technique that I have used in my daily life ever since I learned about it Hmm. to help move me on the path towards positivity and success. And the next chapter, and it says to use meditation, the law of attraction and visualization. And there's a link and there's a link to, you know, these two posts are interconnected as well as, you know, um, talking about my book and, and everything else, because, you know, obviously I wanted to promote my book. And so in order to do that, I thought, well, I'll give away a free chapter or two and, you know, share like, so people know, how I write, what my writing style is, what kind of information I have to give to them. Mm-hmm. And, and they can see that, you know, oh, hey, this is really good stuff. And, you know, this is really valuable. And this woman knows, like, knows what she's talking about. And she's, you know, and I, I'm a living, living example of how you can go through, like, a whole part of my language, but a whole shitload. Oh, there's no part. I don't edit. And, (laughs) and still come out on top, you know, like whether it's drugs, prostitution, addiction, gambling, alcoholism, jail time, physical abuse, you know, any kind of stuff that's going on in your life, you can overcome it. You can change your life and you can eventually be happy and i know this for a fact because for the first time in my life i can actually say hey you know what i'm happy now so with you being happy now 
And, and let's be real. How, how long would you say you could actually really say that? How long has that been in, in effect for you? Because like some of you, about, there might be listeners about, out here who are struggling right now. For about four years. Oh, wow. Okay. So it took, you, it took you a big Basically chunk of your since, life. Yeah. Since my son and I reconnected in, in 2012, um, it was in late 2012 that we reconnected. And it was in uh, January of 2013 that I bought my laptop and started my first website. Wow. And it, this time, the snowball effect was positive. I reconnected with my son. We got together. We, you know, Christmas came and went. It was awesome. Uh, January came. I bought my laptop. I started my blog. You know, a year later, I started my business after I had started earning money freelancing. Um, that very year, I published my first book. Then I started helping other people publish their books. Oh, Lorraine, um, it sounds like you just like, like snowball, positive, <laughs> positive, positive, right? Well, but it's... that's because I learned about positive affirmation. I was going to say, it goes back to the well. law of attraction, right? If you, if you and... are dwelling in the negative, you're going to attract the negative. If you're dwelling in the totally. positive, you truly can. I know sometimes it sounds hokey to people, but it's like, just try, try living in the positive for a while. It's so true. Like when I heard about these positive affirmations, I was so skeptical. Like Scott, seriously, I'm like, okay, this sounds too good to be true. Like, are you serious? Well, like, I mean, did you ever but, watch the movie, The Secret? Uh, I didn't watch the movie, or but I've heard about it and I've watched the video and read snippets of the book. Yeah, so it's oh, yeah. the very first time, this literally came up on a podcast the other night. So I think it's just powerful that you're talking about this because your episode is probably going to come out right after the, that, that discussion. So it's kind of kind of tie over together. But cool. the first time I watched that movie was like six years ago. And... The first time I watched it, I'm like, what is this hokey crap? Like, I'm like, okay, I need pot. And, and the, but you know, I was struggling at the time with some business goals and stuff like that. So I was like, you know what? It can't hurt, right? Start putting in the reps, start trying to read positive affirmations daily. I had apps, you know, I, I, I bought a deck of cards that was all positive affirmations. Actually, oh, cool. Actually, hold on a second. This is uh, 52 affirmations to unleash your brilliance. Uh, actually, I got this at a mastermind group that I went to. So the author is uh, nice. Jeff, Jeffrey Combs. So, but yeah, see, a That's whole deck awesome. of cards, 52 awesome. affirmations. Well, you'll have to sit there and do, uh, you know, read some of them off. Read, read about four or five. Yeah, I mean, here's, I'm off. giving you an idea. Like a marketing guy can't help it. Because like, I, I, love, I love this stuff. Yeah, you need to make a deck for yourself. Um, yeah, I totally do. So I'm like, a card you, player. So yeah. That's this a is product right you could sell. Because right. it's not just about making the money. Let's pause on that, right? It's about you have a powerful history. You have a powerful story. You are going to connect with people way differently than I ever could in, in honestly, in this suicidal uh, realm, right, that, that people looking for help. And so, obviously, you creating a deck of cards, obviously, you don't need to, This is just way to inspire me, right? So, I have, as one door closes, another door opens. There are no accidents. So, that's one card. Here's another one. I'm just randomly picking. Um, I attract to my reality like-minded entrepreneurs who I can develop into six and seven-figure income earners. Now, this guy's a, a business coach. So some of these cards are obviously tailored to people who are trying to get motivated and get inspired. He's actually right. he's actually a big coach in the uh, in the network marketing world because one of my side hustles, I have uh, a team with the Isogenics company, and he's one of their big, you know, freelance, you know, whatever, independent entrepreneurial coaches. But here we go. I like this one. I no longer ride the emotional roller coaster. I am in my peace. I think you can connect on that one. Yep. 
my life's been a big roller coaster. But you know, when you were saying about the, the business affirmation there, there's affirmations that you can create for all areas of your life, hmm. whether it's, you know, health, like if you have certain health goals, if you have business goals, if you have spiritual goals, if you have, um, you know, relationship goals, like any area that you could possibly think of in your life, you can create positive affirmations for those specific things that you want to improve. Yeah, here you go. You said you just started on health, right? My health and my peace are my greatest sources of all my prosperity. Because I tell people all the time, your health is your true wealth. Okay, you can always make more money. But if you're not taking care of yourself and putting your health first, how are you supposed to have the energy and the capacity to care for others and take care of others in your life, right? I, exactly. th I think that's what motivated you to step up and put in the hustle because once you reconnected with your son, it's like, okay, you know, I got to make it happen, right? You, you can't lose him again. That's what I'm hearing anyway. Exactly. Exactly. I would be completely devastated if anything ever happened again with us. Yeah. But I know it's not going to because we are in a solid place now and we are both doing positive, happy things with our lives. And um, I mean, there's, you know, I, I look at my book that I wrote. I look at it all the time and I, I read it, you know, and I, and I think, okay, well, what, you know, what do I need to focus on today? Um, you know, like on days when I'm working on my business, I use the affirmation, a positive, successful woman lives inside me. And today that woman is running my business. Nice. Um, Doors of opportunity and abundance open to me now. Uh, my financial abundance overflows today, you know, on days where even though it's not might not be true, you say these affirmations anyway, because they will come true. Well, the biggest and thing that's I've... the skeptical part that sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. Oh, no, but that's go, go. The skeptical part that I had when I first heard about these Calvin agrees. And, and it's like, but the way that they I've learned how they work by repeated repetition daily over and over and over again. If you tell your subconscious something often enough, it is going to manifest itself and make it a reality. Hmm. So by telling yourself something over and over again, it sinks into your subconscious, your subconscious then, which you have no control over it fights to make these things a reality. So the universe works with you, for you, to make it happen. And that's why, you know, when I learned about the, the laws of abundance and the laws of attraction and, you know, how the universe has, it's constantly listening to what's going on in your mind and watching what's going on in your life. And it sees how you respond to certain things. And when you start changing your responses to the situation and you try to make it positive and you put forth that effort, it responds likewise and good things start to happen. And, you know, I mean, some people, they can attribute it, attribute this to their, you know, their higher power, their mm -hmm. faith, their God, whatever, whatever you choose to believe in, because I'm not here to dispute religion or anything like that. I mean, I was raised a certain way. I don't necessarily agree with every way that I was raised and taught. So I formed, you know, my own set of beliefs over the years, and I've taught my son to 
think for himself and believe whatever he wants to believe. True. Um, you know, so I mean, like everybody will believe what they want anyways, but the undeniable truth of the matter is that good things will happen to you as soon as you start putting forth a little bit of effort to make them happen. Well, I'm glad you're hitting on this um, because uh, this is actually a, a great way to start progressing our, our, our show towards the close because obviously I'm about to leave on vacation and we've been going for a while, but I, I don't want to cut you short because I love all this content because I'm constantly preaching. Uh, doesn't have to be the laws of abundance, laws of attraction, but positive mindset, right? Our mindset drives everything. And I love the fact that you didn't, you didn't want to clarify anything on religion, right? Like it's just like, this is, it's what you have faith in, right? It doesn't have to be like, I'm not overly religious, but if you don't have faith, in yourself no, but you, you have certain beliefs yeah. and those are your beliefs exactly. and you know and, and, and this is a universal truth that you're hitting on here right i mean yeah and the, it applies to everyone in the end it's like if you can't put your own positive step forward and your as far as positive daily mindset you can't depend on other people and i don't i, I would actually like to hear your answer on that because you're somebody who went through so much um, well, see, and obviously and that, going back in time, tr you trying to tell yourself this years ago, you probably would have been like, yeah, right. I can't do that. Well, you know, the thing is, is the mind is really complicated yet mysterious thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, my mindset and my beliefs that I had when I was 14 were shattered when I was raped. And so my whole belief system changed for the worse. And it wasn't until I learned, you know, I mean, different coping skills and stuff. Yeah. Okay. Those were all fine and great. Hmm. But when I started learning about positive affirmations and actually how to change my entire belief system and how to change my mindset, to not just become successful, but to become actually happy hmm. and happy with all areas of my life. I mean, it was, it, it, it was mind boggling, you know, <laughs> and it was, it was, it was just awesome. And so I talk, like, I talk about positive affirmations, like all the time. I, I love them. I, you know, honestly, I don't know where I would be without them. And I wish, I only wish that I had someone teaching me back when I was 14 hmm. about these things. So would you, uh, just cause I have to definitely tie back a little bit more to, to the business of what that you've created, right? The, the new professional prosperity that you've been building thanks to your affirmation work and your self work and everything else. But, um, do you find yourself drawn towards clientele that are maybe more niched in those areas or, you know, cause you, you hinted at obviously helping budding authors, possibly other people trying to get these thoughts out of their head and maybe even using the, the, the process of writing to grow positive experience in their life. So is this something that you're normally marketing yourself towards or targeting towards to help those types of people? Or is that just part of it? No, you know, I, when it comes to my business, um, I, I help anyone who, really wants the help. Like if they want help improving their manuscript or their ebook or their blog post or mm. whatever, they'll ask me for help and I'll help them. You know, I'll edit their work. I'll maybe, you know, rewrite a couple of sentences or just change a few words and 
you know, improve it, make it perfect. Um, when it comes to book authors, they are the ones who do the majority of the work. They wrote the book. Hmm. I'm just making their words perfect. I'm making their paragraphs perfect. I'm making their sentences perfect. And, you know, if there, it involves a little bit of rearranging, okay, then so be it. But those types of clients, like those are my clients who pay me. I don't go looking for them. Hmm. I actually don't ever go looking for work. It just comes to me. Thanks to the law and of attraction. Thanks to the law of attraction and my, you know, my repeated affirmations of doors of opportunity open to me now. Well, real I'll quick, hold on. I got to pause here though. You have to admit this because I, I've, in the beginning, I, when I was new to the law of attraction, the law of abundance, a lot of these gurus who preach that, they don't spend enough time focusing on the daily work necessary to make that happen. And I think that's something you already hit on, but I, would, I just wanted to pause there for you to reiterate that and these other people like, hey guys, yes, it's important to have that positive energy, but we, we're reiterating the fact that you literally got to put that in day in and day out. Okay. Oh, for sure. It's like, reprogram. You know, yeah. I mean, like I, you know, I have, I have a little routine where I'll wake up, I'll make my cup of tea and, you know, add my honey with my mixture of cinnamon, which is something I recently started doing because of the combination. Um, and I'll sit down, you know, in front of my living room window with my kitten, I'll sit there and I'll have my cigarette, my cup of tea and read through my list of affirmations. And, you know, as I'm waking up, I'm mentally like, literally changing my mindset so that I can approach the rest of the day in the right state of mind. Wow. Cause you know how, like when you first wake up, you're kind of like a little groggy and you're like, Oh, maybe I need another half an hour of sleep or even 10 minutes or, hmm. you know, like, Oh, I want to finish that movie last night that I fell asleep watching. And you know, like I want to do this. And it's like, your minds are kind of, your thoughts are kind of jumbled all over. Meanwhile, your to-do list is sitting on your desk and you're like, okay, well I have all this stuff to do. And, you know, at that particular time you wake up, like you're not in any mood to do it. But after you, you know, you have your coffee, your tea or water, breakfast, whatever you do, um, you know, when you're showering, you get dressed and you're, and then you're like ready to attack the day and be like, okay, you know, like I am unstoppable. This is what I'm going to do. And, you know, and then you look forward to your reward at the end of the day. Like maybe it's watching a movie or your favorite show or going out to a, you know, rest, nice restaurant for dinner with your family or friends or, hmm. you know, whatever, like you, you, you put these kind of thoughts in place and, you know, and then when the day is over, you can take a look at your day and say, yeah, you know what? I did it. I did everything I was supposed to, or, you know, most of the things I was supposed to, I did it with, you know, integrity and I'm proud of myself for what I've accomplished and you know I'm on the right path and you just reaffirm to yourself that what you're doing is right and good and you just you know prepare yourself for the next day and it's just one continue continuation like when I did my podcast earlier I did a podcast earlier this afternoon with another girl and uh and I'm just going to um I don't know if I can um oh no I can't access it right now because what are you trying to do? I don't know. You're on my screen, yeah, so I can't. On. Let me I, stop I share. Oh, here we go. So let me just. Uh, I I made a video actually because I, <laughs> I I a five minute inspirational video because I was writing this article and I was it was all about time and I 
thought about regrets. And then I was looking, I was answering this woman's questions for like, I was looking at what kind of things she wanted to ask me during her podcast. And I ended up writing a six line poem called one day. And I want to share it with you. I want to yeah, end. The let's day. Hit it. I want to end this on a really good note because you don't want to have regrets, right? Like if you ask a person on their deathbed, what they wish they would have had, it's not going to be more money. It's not going to be more sales in their business. It's not going to be things like that. They're going to say time. I wish I had more time, more time to live. And so I wrote a poem called One Day. You tell yourself one day, I will, and you fill in the blank. For example, one day, I will sit down and write my memoirs. One day, I will be happy. One day, I will have no regrets. One day I will accomplish whatever it is I want to accomplish. Make one day every day. Otherwise, one day will never come. Wow. So that's, that's how I'd like to uh, inspire people by, you know, saying basically take one step today towards your goal, whether it's reaching out to someone for help, whether it's, you know, writing down that first outline for your chapter for your book, which I can later help you publish <laughs> or, you know, whatever it is, take one step towards your big goal. Well, te teaser on that as we close out the show is that I am, I've, I've made the official commitment that I have to at least start my book project this year. So Ooh, I've had, I've had you. multiple people uh, tell me since launching this show and just people I've known for years because I've had the crazy lifestyle shift from, you know, farm kid, the business world to leaving it all and being a firefighter out West doing wildland firefighting in the mountains with the federal government to coming back again and then trying to figure out this entrepreneurship thing. So I have an inter I have a few stories to share and someone's like, dude, you got to put a book out on that. And I'm like, really? Okay. People <laughs> love true stories, Scott. Yeah, you you so. know what? And I'll, and that's a fact because honestly, when I first started sharing stuff about my life online, I had no idea what I was doing blogging. Hmm. So I just wrote about my life because that's all I knew about. People started saying, oh my God, like, I can't believe you're writing about this. This is so interesting. You're so honest. You're so authentic. This is awesome. Like, I love hearing about your life. And it's like, what's so great about my life? You know, well, it's, it's because to me, uh, back to your truth. Like, yeah. I've lived it. But now, now that I have shared so much, so many different aspects of my life and so many different ex experiences that I've gone through. I mean, people look at me and they see me as an inspiration. Whereas I was afraid that I was going to be, you know, shunned and stereotyped for like admitting that I was a prostitute at one point. You know what I mean? Like, I couldn't believe the positive responses that I was getting. Just because you did one thing in the past, it doesn't define who you are today. No. I, and, I you know, and, and so like, I mean, I'm using my talents now with writing and editing because that's, that's truly where my talents lie is in words, mm -hmm. whether it's speaking, writing, editing, helping other people improve their words or anything to do with words. That's what I love doing. And I love helping people. And so I, I still love teaching and I teach people, you know, through my website, through my books, through different uh videos and podcasts and everything everything else that I could be doing and so you know just 
if you find your passion and you can like just use that to create a business, which I did, I mean, like, I, I just don't know how come more people don't do that and becoming an author. I mean, I think it's so great that you have made that commitment to yourself and have told other people you, this is the year that you're going to do it because that's going to hold you accountable. That's They're one of the advantage of the podcast. You know, like where's this book you've been promising, right? (laughs) So, you know, now it's time to, you know, set up an outline for writing and, you know, a timeline for how long it's going to take you to write it. And then, you know, time for your editor to edit it and then time for formatting and and then putting it out there for sale, Mm -hmm. you know, and then you're going to be promoting it. And I, and I think I think it's absolutely wonderful because people respond to true stories so well. Um, I, I definitely agree with that. I love true stories. So congratulations on making <laughs> making that commitment, and I I truly hope you choose me as your editor because you know if you ask Max, yeah, I am one of the best. I I truly going back to the point of universe and uh, law of attraction is that as I started getting myself more considering it making a serious project um i've literally talked to in the past six months just on this podcast like people i've had on here like all of a sudden i've met editors publishers uh people who believe in self-publishing some people don't believe in self-publishing like i'm like okay this is now becoming a repetitive thing here i'm like okay i keep talking to people who do these things now and never plan on talking to them on the podcast we were it just comes up like oh that's happens to be part of your business wow see the universe (laughs) is trying to send you a message scott yeah better start paying attention to it it's funny so (laughs) and it's funny because i have a friend of mine she's like uh and actually I, i don't want to detours any further because I have like five minutes prepared for another podcast my last one before we go on vacation uh I thought it was going to be you but then I threw one more in because I can't let my listeners down uh don't worry ladies and gentlemen once this airs it'll be after the vacation anyway so <laughs> but the uh the point here is that they're like you know what why would you write a book who's gonna read it and I said maybe I need to write the book to get everything out of my brain and whether people want to read it or not. I was like, trust me, I've bought books that suck and I still went back and read them again. <laughs> so mm-hmm. um, it, it's, and, I, and I, I have people, trust me, that will definitely want to read it because uh, actually a friend of mine also said, we got these new services now that you can just submit audio files to and they'll, uh, what do you call it? Transcribe, Transcribe it. Transcribe it, right. So yeah. it's like uh, the, one, the one editor woman, publisher woman said, Scott, she's like, if you went back, because I now have over, well over 150 shows online, She's like, I guarantee you, if you just submitted your episodes, you probably have a book in there about the firefighting, you know, experience. Um, yeah. Just across all those shows, it probably little by little trickled in there here and there. And I was like, yeah, I definitely have. Like with co-hosts like yourself, I've definitely said, oh yeah, you probably didn't know this about me. I did this, I did that. It's come in depending on the episode, some more than others. So I was like, okay, right. I probably have a lot of content already out there. <laughs> Yeah. And, you know, and it's amazing what I find with podcasts is that you will reveal certain things about yourself without even intending to at the Mm -hmm. beginning of the podcast. Like this afternoon when I when I did that earlier podcast with Jess, um, she she told me a little secret about her and her her candy purchasing habit. (laughs) And I ended up telling her a major secret that um, I never ever oh you, you two have a special bond now anyone and it just came out and i don't know why it was just 
you know, it, it, it just came out and it's unbelievable. And it's the first time I ever mentioned anything like that online. And it was like, oh my goodness. Like, where I, did I, I could tell you from? how many podcasts have you done now once we've aired this one? Oh goodness. Like maybe a dozen or two. Okay. Probably. So yeah. It, it, it gets easier. I could tell you it's, you know, now I, I launched this in September, 2016. So we're coming up on a year and a half soon. And it's interesting. Actually, literally this weekend, this past weekend, I passed the 50,000 downloads barrier. So I was like, sweet. Uh, it just slowly grows. I love it. But the beauty of podcasting is that even I myself have reminded myself the importance of getting more truthful and more transparent. Not a, It's not about me just talking about myself. It's that this has become almost therapeutic too, because I've in the past six months, especially probably brought up more stuff that I never really talked to anybody about because now I just don't care, man. It's, it's just, it just drops the walls. You're like, whatever, dude, this is my show. And, and the beauty of marketing is that dude, you can't like you back to you in your book. You can't beat the truth. Like you can't make this stuff up. Like this is your exactly. life. Right. Exactly. So you'll attract and, the and, right and people. And that's why people love true story. You know, true stories is because you really like, you can't like no fiction author can just create a book like this or can create a story about your life, no. but you're the one living your life. And that's why I say everyone has a story within them. Every single person of us, like every single one of us, every person has a story. Why? Because they are the only people that can live their life So and have their own experiences. So on that own- point of sharing truth, and obviously it's only us that can live our life. I love taking action, right? Because you've inspired our listeners today. I like to think you've inspired the listeners to take action, not just on positive affirmation, but setting goals, taking action. And I'm, I'm an action taker. I'm an adrenaline and, junkie. And, and making one day every day. Exactly, right? So on that note, um, I, I, I am definitely going to be doing some type of writing over this vacation, right? I'm, I'm not hard coding it because I'm, there, I'm supposed to be having 10 days of skiing pleasure with my fiance in the mountains of Colorado. Because uh, right. this will be a one year preview to us having our wedding next year, next March, uh, up in, Oh, congratulations. We're, we're, we're coming to Canada for our wedding. Oh, right on. We're nice. going to do a heli skiing wedding in Banff. Nice. Out in Alberta. But anyway, back to taking action. So when I get back from vacation and maybe we do this over email, whatever, but why don't we get on a call and we talk about what it's like to take action? Because I've, like I said, I've met other editors and I haven't talked to anybody officially about doing anything. And I know it's still early in the game, but it's like, okay, let's commit, right? And sure. if you wanted to, we can even do it live over Zoom. And then I'll, I'll post that to YouTube. And it'll be just a way to grow your brand too. Because I love about, I don't want to hide anything. I want to put it all out there. Like I literally yeah. have. I, I, I will have, definitely come back on your show and do this again. Yeah. We can, you know. We'll dig into like the author and- life. <laughs> Totally. Yeah. Because, you know, how to write a book. I mean, that's a whole nother episode in itself. Exactly. And so, yeah, because I have, I literally, I just submitted the, you ever see here a 23 and me, the DNA analysis. Oh yes, yes, yes. So I just submitted that yesterday. And the reason why is because I'm wanting to do it for a long time anyway, taking action. I'm a health nut. I talk a lot about health on this show. So, um, mm-hmm. but then I, I've had on multiple times a uh, expert in estrogenetics and estrogenics and all this hormone studies. So he's like, hey, he Instagrammed me two weeks ago saying, hey, Scott, I know you want to do the 23andMe. When you get that done, he's like, let's take action, man. Let's get a podcast back together. And he's like, I will analyze 
all of your results from a health perspective. And I was like, perfect, because we can put this out there. Maybe somebody else has been sitting, waiting around trying to hack their health and get healthier. Maybe this could be a tool to help them. So I'm trying to use my platform here, podcasting, to help bring more answers to the world. And dude, I know I'm the rookie when it comes to the author life, other than me blogging about the podcast stuff. So <laughs> let's uh, let's take action, man. Let's Let's sure. figure that out. Yeah, I could totally help you with that. And you, you, you've honored my get my my listeners, our listeners now, because you're a co-host. But you've honored our listeners with just your powerful story. Okay, a reminder to our listeners: make sure you go to LorraineRegularly.com and or Wording Well and check out and get the book from Nope to Hope: How I Overcame My Suicidal Thoughts and How You Can Too. So beyond that. What would you like to do to sum up in final words of this show? Uh, I've had everybody do it. Max has done it. Everybody does it. Like if you had to sum up everything, they forget everything else they heard. Maybe all of a sudden somebody happens to pop in at the end of this video or at the end of the episode. Like what would be some final words that you want to sum up for our, our listeners to make sure that they're just, I don't know, all encompassing message for you to take action. I don't know. What do you got for us? Think about what you really want out of life. And take a step today to go get it. Because if you don't, you're going to regret it. I'm loving that. No regrets. And that was poetic too. Did very, you, very poetic. Did you take that? And I didn't even meant to, meant, mean to well, do that. I think you've been doing poetry That's for a while, girl. It just comes out. <laughs> I'm telling you, I can write a poem like, off the top of my head in 10 minutes, no problem. I love it. Well, listen, hey, yeah. I'll give you a proper goodbye off the air. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Lorraine Regularly of LorraineRegularly.com, also WordingWell.com. Again, I already told you, take action. Even if you aren't somebody who's struggling with suicide, I feel like you need to get this book and learn about affirmations and taking action and overcoming and just hear her story from nope to hope, how I overcame my suicidal thoughts and how you can too. So again, ladies and gentlemen, that's another Live the Fuel podcast. Thank you for listening in. And remember, we're here to fuel your health, your business, your lifestyle, and remember, you too can live the fuel. Talk to you guys again soon. Hey there, Live the Fuel listeners. This is Scott Mulvaney, your chief intrepid officer, your podcast co-host and founder of Live the Fuel. Just want to take one to two minutes more of your time and give you a little extra value at the end of each of these episodes. Uh, first off, I wanted to make sure you guys got over to livethefuel.com and actually took advantage of my Super 7s resource guide. It's a free offer. And it just gives you uh, 21 different resources to fuel your own health, business, and or lifestyle success. Just some of the tools and applications that I've used and books that I've read uh, over the years to help me grow in a personal and a professional mindset. Now, while you're on the website, hop on over to the supported brands section. I created a new section on the website just to promote brands that I grow and have trusted in my personal and my professional life. I mean, there's, there's applications on there that I use in business-wise, but more importantly, healthy lifestyle-wise, there's companies that I've had founders on this show. Just a quick name drop them. You got Eat Pilly Nuts, you got Pure Vitamin Club, you got my connection with Isogenics since 2010, since I was wild and firefighting. Love to be able to help you get healthy and fit, lose weight or improve your athletic performance, or heck, in my case, I'm 40 now, age better. And uh, another quick little plug on there is Villa Capelli. Love their olive oil. And real quick note, Villa Capelli and e Pilly Nuts, I have my own discount code. So go to lilyfield.com, click on the supporter brand section to get into the resources page, and you'll see my discount code. So enjoy that. Now, while you're on the website too, I've also now built another new tool for you guys, Fuel Library. 
So the Fuel Library is obviously as it says. It's a library of the either digital audiobooks from Audible or physical books that I've either purchased, uh, borrowed, consumed, etc. Uh, heck, even actually half of these authors I've actually now had on the podcast. So feel free to go to Fuel Library. I've divided it into health, business, and lifestyle directed sections, and I've been building that out. I'm still looking to add a lot more content because there's tons of authors and amazing books out there. So again, go check that out as well. And then uh, two last things for you. One, please, if you get a chance, get over to iTunes and give this show a review. It's going to help us grow the exposure and help other people out there in the world find Live the Fuel and also find these amazing co-hosts I bring on here to help them influence and hopefully positively change their health goals, their fitness goals, their business startup goals, their lifestyle, etc. So please submit a review. I would love to be able to start reading your reviews on a future podcast. And the last thing I'm going to go in here with is my disclaimer. I'm throwing disclaimer in because honestly, I talk a lot about health on this show and business and obviously health and fitness impacts your lifestyle. So please, if you are suffering from a medical illness, a disease, etc., remember podcasts in general do not replace professional advice. So if you have concerns, please go obviously consult a professional. I do bring amazing professionals on this show, but in the end, this is free content that we're sharing over the podcast world. This does not replace obviously a one-on-one consultation, whether it be with a business consultant, a, uh, a lifestyle coach, etc., or obviously a health or medical doctor. So again, that's just my quick disclaimer. This is free content. Take it as such, but please see your professionals. Thanks for listening, gang. Talk to you guys again soon. Thank you for subscribing to Live the Fuel. Stay connected on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Live the Fuel. And remember, you too can live the fuel. So please visit us at livethefuel.com.